Hey ladies, you're in for a treat today as I had a sweet conversation with my coffee shop girl, Adrienne Poole. Adrienne is a barista, a college student, a sister, a friend who loves learning. She especially loves learning about how to heal and thrive. In her podcast, Living Field, she talks about the importance of healing in areas of our life that are empty so that we can find hope and live a filled life. And we just want to talk about how important it is to build relationships and connect multi-generational, like me spending time with her and connecting with her at 20, her checking in with me, um, us, how we as mothers can connect with our daughters and how we can reach up and have relationships that are a lot older than us too. Like for me, I have some women in my life in their early seventies and I adore them and they are so, so special. So I want you to enjoy this conversation and just kind of listen in and maybe learn some ways that you can begin to build and nurture some relationships with maybe some women in your life that you might have not considered, but maybe have an interest in getting to know. I, um, I encourage you to do so. So enjoy the episode until next time. Stay blessed. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking, even when you told yourself you would stop waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3am with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself. You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal. Quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found. And I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Hey ladies, I'm here today with my friend Adrienne from the Living Field Podcast, and we are going to talk a little bit about the power of community and connection. And I'm so excited, but first I wanted to um, say thanks for coming on. Yes. Thanks for having me, Michelle. I'm so excited. I know. I'm glad to have you here. And what's so cool about it is we are, we met locally as coffee shop friends and I got to be on your podcast. So I want you to first share a little bit about like who you are. Tell me where you tell them where you are in life and why you started your podcast. Absolutely. So my name's Adrian. I am 20 years old, about to be 21. I'm a college student right now, but I'm also a barista. And that is how me and Michelle met. We um, just met through me making her drinks and her coming in as a customer. And now here we are doing podcasts together. So I am so thankful for that connection and thankful for my job. I love coffee. I love making coffee. But another thing that I'm really passionate about is just making connections with people. And so I've really enjoyed that my job has given me that opportunity. And I just kind of wanted to share a little bit about that today with you guys, um, because it's something I firmly believe in. And I'm sure you've all seen the value of community and connectedness. And so, yeah, I'm excited to talk about that. Awesome. Thanks. I'm just over here giggling because I'm like, of course we met at coffee at the coffee shop. (laughs) My 
my girls know me as like, you know, I'm all about my coffee. I love it. Love it. Love it. That's one of those things like I, you know, if I can give up wine over coffee. Hey, that's, that's a win-win, right? <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever release the love for coffee. So I thought that was kind of funny. So it's cool. Yes. I love how we've connected and I really wanted to kind of really talk about that in the way of, you know, why is healthy community and in individual connections for other women so important because I'm coming from, you know, 46 years old to where you're 20 and you're already understanding this. So there's probably a lot of women that either have someone close to them, your age, they may have daughters almost your age. You know, my daughter's 17. She's not far from that. So kind of tell me about what that means to you in your life and why you believe that's so important. Absolutely. So it kind of goes along with the three pillars of the podcast that I started, and that's learning, healing, and thriving. So I firmly believe that learning, healing, and thriving are important in all stages of life, at all ages. And that's something I've seen, not just, not just something I've seen in my 20th year of life, but all throughout my life at every age, I've seen the importance to learn from people of all ages because that helps heal us and that leads to thriving. And we don't just thrive alone. I don't believe that any man or woman is an island. I believe that we thrive with people and that community and connectedness with people of all ages is what helps us thrive. And so um, something that has just kind of taught me the power of community is watching myself and other people um, reap the benefits of community because I definitely believe that you reap what you sow. And so as I've been able to invest in building community with others and other people have invested in building community with me, I have seen, you know, myself reap the benefits and others reap the benefits. Um, so I definitely believe that's something that's important at all ages. Okay. Well, tell us specifically when you say reap the benefits, what are some of the benefits that you have received from doing that? Yes. So one of the main benefits is just having a different perspective on something that you have thought through yourself, but you never would have um, received the same insight on if you just kept your, your one perspective on it. And going along with that, I think one of the values of um, getting insight and perspective from different age groups is that you will receive um, a different perspective than you would have just with your peers. And so that helps me personally learn how to make decisions and just have wisdom and discernment on um, different decisions that I need to make with college, with life, with relationships, with career um, stuff, just to get people's perspectives who have lived more life than me and who um, maybe see it a little bit differently at their age or from their um, circumstance that they're in. So that's definitely one of the big values of um, multi-generational communication and community. Yeah, that's awesome. And I can even see that from my perspective too. Like I love, I love talking with y'all at the coffee shop and I love connecting with the younger people at my work and, you know, people I deal with. And I wonder, so I'm naturally an extrovert. I just have always been super social, you know, even through seasons of, you know, there was periods of time of isolations. Everybody knows my story, you know, with, you know, drinking wine on a regular basis and sort of in, on purpose isolating 
even sometimes in a subconscious way. But typically, I've been one of those who loves to reach out and meet new people. I loves to find mentors, even if they weren't really called that, even when I was younger. So how could you, because obviously most of the women listening are my age-ish. And so I think it's still helpful though, because some of them are still in that place where they just don't know. It's like they know they need someone. They know they need some connection. But how do you recommend really where you are now and then kind of what you're seeing is for people to, to find that and like, where do you find it and how do you create it without it being like, Oh my God, here I am or have to go find a therapist or things like that. That's a great question. And I think that's something a lot of people wonder when it comes to this topic. Um, so I would say the best way to start building relationships with people of different ages or even people of your own age is just to start small, start through small ways. Like how you and I started just at the coffee shop. I was working as a barista, you were a customer, and we just had small talks, started talking about, I don't know even how we started, maybe the weather, maybe the drink that you were ordering or the environment at the coffee shop. And we just connected over something small, something that we had in common, and then we learned each other's names. And that was also a small thing, but then it built up from there. And then I remember we started talking about the Lord and our walk with Christ. And then, you know, it led into now sharing podcast interviews with each other. And I love that. Um, and so I think that's a great example of how it just starts small. So for the people that are wondering how to build relationships with women of different ages, my biggest piece of advice and what I've experienced myself in that is just to start small and um, just kind of do it the same way that you would build relationships with people your own age. Just get to know them, learn what you have in common and go from there. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. So what about from the perspective of, let's just say there's some moms out there because I can kind of relate to this sometimes with, um, my children is you want so much more for them and you, you see a need, you know, just like with, you know, my teenager, it's like, there's times when I'm so glad that we're open communication and I'm here to listen to her, but I know that she needs more. I know that she needs someone that's a few steps ahead of her that has, you know, lived a little longer than her that can pour into her that she connects with. And yet I can't do that for her. So you're kind of at that age where you've probably experienced both sides of it, of where maybe you weren't connected and now you are. So how would a mom, how could we encourage ours without being like, hey, you need to go sign up for this mentor program or you need to go, go you need someone, go find someone. Like how do we guide our, our teens or early 20s to do something and, and give it that value for them? Yeah. So I think probably the best way that moms can reach their younger children in this topic is just by setting the example. I think the best way for kids to want to follow in their footsteps is just to see their parents reaping the rewards of those different friendships, whether it's friendships of the same age that these women have uh, with really trusted peers or friendships of different ages where you're, you're um, being discipled or mentored or just having this friendship with a woman that's older than you. I think that sets the best example for your child because they see that it's not just something you're suggesting for them, but it's something that you're doing. And so I would say to the moms listening, like 
don't try to force your children into any type of mentor relationship, but set the example and talk about it frequently um, when it comes to your own life. Just share with them how you're learning from a woman the same age or older than you. And your children will see that. They'll see that and they'll respect that. Even if they don't immediately show the respect and um, the appreciation and their own desire for it, eventually they will desire that. And, and going along with that, that could sometimes take years for the child to recognize and realize and implement in their own life. And I know that's so hard for parents. And I, I'm not a parent myself, but I've seen my mom even with me and my sister, we have not always sought the same values and the same connections and community that she has. And I know that's been very painful for her to watch, but she's prayed for us and she's believed in us and she's shared with us about the blessings of her own friendships and her own mentorships. And seeing that really has made me and my sister desire that, even if it's taken several years for us to come around on certain things. Um, so that's my biggest encouragement to parents listening is just set the example for your child and eventually they will um, desire that for themselves. Mm, you know, I'm all about that. I love that. Cause I mean, that's the key is modeling anyway, in all you know areas of our life, we're modeling healthy living and things like that. Cause a lot of the women that I work with, you know, that's some of the biggest things that they're realizing at this point. Like, you know, when I say, you know, what is it costing you to stay in this cycle with over drinking or daily drinking? And it's usually because, you know, I don't want my girls doing this. I don't want them to continue seeing me in this pattern and doing this. So this is, you know, let's put the same mirror on this conversation is that if you are staying home and you're super, you're staying isolated and you're, you know, sometimes we do choose loneliness and staying kind of just too focused on work and of course the daily drinking or some other measure of coping and then but yet you're not seeking relationships then of course then you're modeling that that behavior and I think that's the thing for me is to hear that coming from you being a younger person that that really excites me because sometimes I do get concerned about um, my teenager because you know, she doesn't see things quite like, you know, she's a little more like her dad. They're a little bit more on the, you know, loner type place and, you know, more of not necessarily don't like people or too many people, but they're like, they're very guarded where I understand, you know, we're human. And I, I thrive off of that though. I think they're a little bit on the, the spectrum of a little leaning towards introvert. Like they like being around people, but too much is too much. And I get that. But I do share like, wow, what it means to me when I get to spend time with my friends and like part of my framework of wellness is fueling me is to have a coffee date with my friend down the street. Like we love hanging out and talking It just, it fuels me and feels so good. And so I do, I share that and how much I'm learning from her and wow, it's really helpful as a mom to have a friend to talk to that, you know, realize, man, our kids are going through the same thing or even to even come home and, and share that with my teenager, nothing personal, but say, Hey, just so you know, you're not the only one struggling here, you know, such and such she's kind of struggling too. So understand that this is just the season of life you're in. And I wouldn't know that if I wasn't out there seeking that relationship myself. Amen. That's so good. And I definitely relate to that because I'm kind of a balance between the introvert and extrovert. Like I took the Myers-Briggs a couple years ago and I think I was 
51% introverted and 49% extroverted. So for me, it's pretty close on both sides. I can definitely identify with both. I can identify with the being fueled by being with people and those coffee dates with friends and hangouts. I love that. I try to schedule that as much as I can. But then I've also noticed when that's all I'm scheduling and I don't schedule time for myself, then I am super drained and starting new relationships, building connections with people can be draining for me and it can make me not enjoy that anymore, even though it's such a good thing. So I'm glad that you pointed that out because I think wherever people fall on the scale of introverted or extroverted, they need to keep in mind that it does take energy to mm -hmm. build connections with people, to build this community that we're talking about. Um, whether it's someone your own age, someone younger than you, someone older than you, it's just going to require energy. And that's a good thing because there is reward. Like you said, you know, we experience the the energy that we receive afterwards from it, from, you know, being with someone who's uplifting or just learning from a new perspective and making connections with people, but it definitely requires energy. And so I think that's a really good thing for all of us to keep in mind when we're thinking about building community and these connections with people is that we do need to set aside the time for it and set aside time to recharge before and after, because it definitely requires um, effort and brain power and energy and Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's, let's turn it just a little bit and let's talk about connection as it relates to mom and daughter, because I have a teenager, you know, your mom, you're 20. How old's your sister? My sister's 16. Okay. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, because I have seen it, I've heard it. I'm working with clients that that's really an issue right now is not this lack of connection with their own daughter, you know, fear of what's going to happen when they move away. Are they going to college? Are they not going to college? This whole like, you know, just the season of life we're in. And, you know, my daughter's always gone. She's always hanging out with her friends or she's, you know, constantly on her phone. How can you, from your perspective, because I know I have my own ideas, but even from your perspective, speaking to my audience that are moms, how can you guide them? and what you really want and desire from your mom as it relates to this connection. That's really good. I think when it comes to this topic, the thing I desire most from my mom is a listening ear. And I do desire her feedback as well. Um, but I've kind of had to work on that. And so uh, you mentioning your daughter's 17 and my sister's 16. I remember that age for myself too and how I did not want my mom's feedback at that point. And so I think that's something you kind of gain as you get older and not everybody does. Some children never want their parents input, but I think it's very important to eventually learn to desire our parents input. Um, not that we have to agree with them on everything, not that we have to follow everything they suggest as we grow older and become adults ourselves. But I do think desiring that and wanting to hear from them is super important and I had to learn that I guess just through like not following my mom's advice on certain things and then realizing oh dang I wish I'd listened to her when she was telling me this stuff because I wanted to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and my mom's always there to listen to me which is great and that is meeting a need that I have that all children have but um, the part that I didn't take responsibility on was the listening part and so I would say to moms that are listening to this right now, like just keep in mind that your children do want to be heard. They want to be listened to. That's so important for them. 
But another thing that's super important is your input. And I know it can feel awkward when your children are just stiff arming you and maybe being rebellious or disrespectful and not wanting to hear your advice because that was me for so long. Like I do not sit here saying, oh, I've always taken my mom's advice and that's why I value connectedness with other women older than me and why I want to speak into the lives of girls younger than me. That That's not my story. My story is that I was very rebellious as a little kid. I mean, starting at like, 10 and 11. I did not want to hear what my mom had to say about schoolwork, what she had to say about my screen time on like video games and, you know, playing on the computer, stuff like that. Um, I definitely wanted my own way, but I learned to value her advice as I got older. And as I saw that, I also didn't have to agree with every single thing that she said, but 90% of what she said really helped me. 90% of what she said was going to help my life. And when I was just focusing on the parts I didn't like or my own selfish perspective, I was disregarding 100% of what she said. So my biggest piece of encouragement to moms listening would be just um, don't be afraid to keep speaking truth to your kids. Don't be afraid to keep sharing your wisdom, even if they're rejecting it at first. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I love the times when you know, I think we go through seasons where like, oh my gosh, are they getting it? Are they getting it? And then something happens like, thank you, Lord, they're getting it. <laughs> they show, they show that they are. And here's what I've learned. And thankfully, um, Savannah has been very clear with me. There's been times where she's just, li- she's come to me and she's like, mom, will you just listen? I don't want you to fix it. And I don't want you to, you know, give me your opinion or tell me what to do. And it could, it took her a couple of times of saying that because not only do I struggle daily with control, (laughs) I also love my children and we do, we love them. And we, you know, especially when we're like, oh gosh, oh gosh, I see this going in the wrong direction. I want to help them and fix them. But we also have to understand that, you know, this is my belief. I'm raising an adult. I'm not raising a child. My goal is to get her into the world to be an adult, a very healthy, you know, I want her shining the light of Jesus, an Mm -hmm. awesome adult. So it's not my job to protect her from everything or tell her what to do. You know, we do learn by our mistakes, but that really helped me because there's even times now with my other two that I'll go, okay, do you just want me to listen or do you want me to give you my advice? And so if I had to say, that would be it right there to the moms listening. It's just like, sometimes we don't know, just ask. Mm -hmm. And then when we do feel like they're rejecting, I don't always, I don't say this because I actually do it right all the time, (laughs) but usually I'll let it process like a day or so. And then when we want to speak the truth, maybe just kind of slip it in in conversations. Cause typically, you know, we're all human when we're upset about something or we're feeling resistant, we're not going to hear what you have to say anyway. So I think it does us a favor as moms to just take it in. You know, of course, I'm all about praying over it and then saying, okay, Lord, how can I infuse this into our next conversation together? Or maybe it's something super serious and you need to take them to one-on-one lunch or dinner and just say, hey, you know, this has been on my heart. Can I share it with you? And just even asking permission. What you think about that? Amen. I completely agree. I definitely like that. Yeah. It's so helpful when you can have that relationship. I know for me, me and Savannah have just gotten so much closer and I love that. Mm -hmm. So before we go, how is this like 
why is this so good for you? Like, what is this when, cause I know your mission is like you said to you, your pillars are learning, healing, thriving. You speak to, um, women and men, your age and younger. Mm-hmm. So why does this key piece, why is this so important to you? How is this helping you not only be the woman God's calling you to be, but so that you can lead others? Absolutely. So I think the topic of just having community and connectedness with people older than us is so important for me and something I'm just such a huge advocate of because it has grown my humility and it's expanded my perspective on things. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, it's shown me um, different situations from perspectives that I never would have seen just on my own or just with my own age group. And I believe this comes from our parents. This comes from our parents' friends. This comes from my relationship with someone like you, with women in my church, with different women that are older than me, um, with all of those different relationships, I'm able to see from new perspectives and I'm humbled in the fact that I don't know everything at my age and I don't know everything um, within my peer group even. My, My peers don't know everything. Um, and the Bible talks about that actually in first Peter five, five, it's talking about the, um, younger people respecting the elders and how they can learn from them. And it says, uh, that they are to be subject to the elders in humility towards one another. And so I was reading that before I got on to talk about this with you just, and it it really expanded my, um, appreciation for multi-generational, friendships and connections because scripture advocates it. And this is scripture that was written a long time ago, but I see the value of this idea of multi-generational connectedness because it really does grow our humility toward one another. And I love that the scripture also talks about how it's towards one another. It's not just that we younger people are humbled in our relation to learning wisdom from older people, but it's also for one another, which means the older people are humbled in what they learn from us and just their interactions with us. And that's how God designed it for mothers and daughters, for older women and younger women. And I really appreciate that perspective because it's just grown my humility in that situation, which has also grown my humility towards the Lord and towards those I work with and go to school with and interact with every day. That's awesome. I love it. And I was just thinking when you said that I have a couple of ladies in my life that are in their early seventies and I just adore them. We have the best conversations and you know, they have something that I don't have, you know, just on the other side of fully raising their children to now having grandchildren to be in these long term marriages. You know, my question is always like, what's your secret? <laughs> when they say we've been married 50 years, I'm like, really? What's your secret? You know, um, and they mostly always say, if y'all want to know the secret communication, right? We talk about that a lot. Um, but I love it. I just love it. And I love the opportunity to connect with young women like you. And it just, just blesses my soul to see you doing your mission and helping others and speaking out from your age group, because I can't speak to your age group on my own. You know, they don't want to listen to me. So it's good that you are, you're moving through your age group was such power because you're there, you're in it, you're right in the middle of it. So I love it. Thanks. Thank you. 
Yeah, thank you. So tell my audience where they can find you or they can even refer um, their younger people in their life to you. Absolutely. So as I mentioned before, I have a podcast called Living Filled. You can find it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's under Living Filled by Adrian Poole. And then we also have an Instagram page. It is living.filled.podcast on Instagram. So please look it up and refer younger women to that. I would love to connect with them. I would love for them to listen and um, just kind of share their own thoughts about this. So yeah. thanks, for, thanks for sharing that, Michelle. Yeah, thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Yes, yeah, good to be here. Thank you. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.